Hi, I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernathan. Welcome to my weekly Torah thought for Parshat Re'eh. I just wanted to remind you that you can still support this podcast and all of the wonderful work that we do at Chabad and DG. Our annual raffle actually ends this Thursday. So go to www.ndgraffle.com, buy your tickets today, and really you can make a difference for so many amazing people. So now here's what I'm going to talk about today. We'll talk about emails. I was thinking that we should never send an email to two recipients because neither will respond. If you need to contact two people, you're much better off copying and pasting the message into two separate emails and then sending them off individually. There's something called the bystander effect. It was developed by social psychologists in the 60s after the tragic murder of Kitty Genovese. She was attacked in a public space. Neighbors heard her screams and they didn't respond. Of course, like any other theory, it has its critics. But the bystander effect exonerates the neighbors to some degree in that it states that people take cues from other people and when they think that another is involved, they are more likely to back away. As more and more lights turned on in Kitty's building, each individual assumed that the other one was calling the police. Each individual backed off. They assumed that the greater whole was taking care of the problem. In reality, it was actually a group of disconnected individuals. And no one did anything. In this week's Torah portion, it deals with the question of when a group of individuals become a community. It's actually discussed regarding idol worship. If an entire town is idolatrous, the people are not judged and punished as individuals. They're actually punished as a community. In fact, the communal punishment is less severe than the individual punishment, underscoring the major distinction between acting alone and acting as part of a whole. Now, the Torah continues that if the people of the town repent, the punishment is averted. The entire town, which included property and animals, can be saved. This type of exoneration has no precedent in the Torah. In all other cases, repentance doesn't affect the sentence of a human court. Repentance is not something which can be judged by a human and therefore only has a spiritual effect. In this case alone, a spiritual gesture can change a judgment that involves physical property. Idol worship is by nature a spiritual problem, a shunning of the soul's truest desire to recognize the oneness of the universe. Idol worship is believing that your house was built by hammers and not by workmen. Idol worship is praying to the sun, not the creator of the sun. Idol worship is a bunch of disjointed bystanders overlooking the fact that we are all part of one great unity. When the community repents as a whole, unity is reestablished and the very nature of the transgression is remedied. 
Since the communal sin is reflective of a communal connection, the remedy is also achieved through this inherent connection. The Jewish people are essentially connected. Repentance doesn't establish a united community. It uncovers what is already there. It's only because in the deepest way we are all part of one totality, one people, that repentance can have its effect. It says in Jewish mysticism that the people of Israel, Torah and God are all one. The essential connection to each other is based on an inherent godly spark that each one of us possess. In plain terms, we're not connected just because we all love gefilte fish, even if it's artesian gefilte fish. Our connection is completely spiritual. Jewish unity has nothing to do with Jewish geography, with skin color, shared customs, or even having been on the same birthright bus. So now let's get back to Kitty's case. In her case, each person assumed that another would call the police and take care of the situation. Without true connection, there was no actual community. They seemingly perceived themselves to be a whole, but each person acted as an individual. The Jewish connection is spiritual in nature. When a Jew does a mitzvah, she is tapping into the depth of this connection, even if she doesn't feel it. Idol worship denies the Torah and makes it difficult for the soul to tap into her spiritual source. Repentance opens up the channels and doesn't just connect the individual to God. It reveals the connection of individuals to each other. Working and acting as one transforms a group of bystanders into a proper community, both physically and spiritually. This Parsha, Parshat Re'eh, is always read around the month of Elul, and this year we have the privilege of it being actually on Rosh Chodesh Elul. Elul is the last month of the year, and is traditionally a time for introspection and for repentance. Repentance means making a true self-assessment, letting go of that which is not needed, and realigning ourselves with how we really want it to be. I'm sure that no one I know has any serious transgressions, but we all have our issues and character traits that need some refining. We all scratch our mosquito bites, even though we shouldn't, and we probably have other such grave sins. So my blessing to you today is that we should utilize the upcoming month of Elul together to refine ourselves individually and create a spiritual effect collectively. I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath. Shabbat Shalom. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode. 